Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. All right, everybody, welcome to The Confessional. This is Mike Moran here today, flying without a co-host. Uh, Sue's going to sit this one out. Uh, another another quarantine pod. We're still kind of getting used to this setup. So, of course, our, our normal producer, Jimmy, is not here. But we do have an amazing guest. Uh, this is uh, a gentleman who has, has done everything, a, a punk rock legend. He has... It put out a million albums. He has uh, he made an album with Damian Eccles of the West Memphis Three. Uh, he was a Marine at one point. He actually left the rock star life to become a Marine. Um, he's toured with uh, Marky Ramone. Done everything. I believe his latest album is called Keys. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Michael Graves. Michael, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. Um, so you, you were doing an acoustic tour before the, the pandemic hit, right? Yes. Yeah. I was, uh, about a, a weekend before, uh, I decided to pull the plug on, on the tour. No pun intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. So what uh, what else are you you working on right now, Michael? You got anything you want to you want to promote? You want to plug? You got another album coming? Or? Well, right now, in until I'm able to get back out on the road and 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 do what I do, I am mm-hmm. having a it's a, a virtual uh, online event series through through National Act. Awesome. So anybody that wants to check it out, probably the best thing to do is go to officialmichaelgraves.com and uh, and and check it out. So it's it's a, a virtual event series, and um, obviously because I can't play in a club, sure. So I'm, I'm doing uh, thirty like forty five minute acoustic sets for for people that are that are interactive. Cool. Uh, people can a- ask me questions and, and have a conversation with me and I, I perform the songs and talk about the songs and talk about the, you know, whatever, whatever people want to want to talk about. Awesome. Uh, I'm also doing uh, a makeup tutorial, right? When, when I, when I do my makeup before I go on, on the show, um, <laughs> aside of the, the technical, technical part of it where I'll, right. I'll sit you know, like like we are here, and, and and apply my makeup, and and give the the technical parts of it. You know, the the makeup that I'm using, and the the equipment that I that I use, <laughs> but also the the things that go through through my mind as as I'm doing it. I think are um, I think it would be kind of cool to articulate and have a conversation uh, with folks. I'm also it's it's something I know that there's a lot of people like myself that are at home that have children who are who, that are homeschooling. So mm-hmm. I was encouraging people to that, that they can incorporate that into the, into the homeschool day where I'll sit and I'll cater the lesson to, um, to whoever's on the other side of the computer. Nice. Uh, and, and we're also, I'm also doing, you know, I'm offering private, um, acoustic shows where it could just be a, a one-on-one sort of, sort of thing. Cool. Wow. Um, just trying to keep busy. I mean, I'm doing a hundred million different things. I, uh, before the pandemic washed over everybody's life and, and sort of put the monkey wrench in everything. I, I, I'm, I was hard at work on, on three different books and sketching really? together a, a, a film. Nice. Tell us about those real quick. Can you? Well, the uh, the the two books I was working really really hard on, um, obviously, was one about my time in in the Misfits and that whole experience mm-hmm. uh, as as a young man from northeastern New Jersey that that fell into that fell into the Misfits and just yeah. my journey through all of that and awesome. the creativity behind it and just talk about all the things that that I think that are on people's minds 
that that want to know about that time. It was such an, an incredible experience for me. Sure. I, I learned so much. And there was, you know, because people get people get the the negative side of it, right? They they sure. they get the oh, these guys were always fighting and they hated mm-hmm. each other and 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 some of that is is true, but but there was also so many beautiful moments and, and sure. so much great times that we had. And we were so creative together and we accomplished so much in such a short mm-hmm. amount of time that I, I would, I am shining a, a spotlight. Right. On, right. On that. It, it does seem like re- recently, I mean, people have always loved and respected your, your albums and your tenure in the misfits, but it seems like recently there's really been a resurgence of that, of people looking back to that era. And, uh, didn't Kerrang do something recently on, you know, uh, don't don't miss out on the Michael Graves albums. And it's yeah. like I see like a lot of people I talk to are really like, yeah, I, I, I had no idea how good that that era was. I have to be honest with you. I've I, I love seeing that stuff. And you're, yeah. you're right over the past couple of months. Um, I've I've seen articles popping up yeah. like the one that you mentioned in, in mm. Kerrang, where uh, it 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 illuminates my time in the misfits as a as a as one is not to be missed and because a lot of the press that the that glenn and jerry's misfits you know, the original misfits get uh my my work is is usually it's, it's it's totally excluded from that they don't they don't talk about me whatsoever the reasons that's a different conversation uh but i, I um whatever and it doesn't necessarily bother me but to get the nod from again a, a magazine like Kerrang sure, or somebody sure. like that, it, it really it makes me feel good inside. So yeah. uh, we do a Christmas fits set, my my little band every every Christmas, and uh, we 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 definitely throw in some grave songs and people people like them. So. Awesome. Well, thank you. Of course. Um, and you said you have a movie you're working on. Yeah, I've been working on this this movie concept that I have with all these different characters. Um, either the Scarecrow Man, the Gas Mask Man, Lost Skeleton. Um, yeah, just all these different characters and and them interacting uh, in in this post apocalyptic world where the Scarecrow Man is, you know, he's a um, he's like a gun, you know, a gun for hire and. Right. It's just this, 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 it's kind of sci-fi sort of post-apocalyptic. Huh. Um, Sounds like you're yeah, writing probably, about the band Slipknot. It take millions of dollars to, to make. The way that I see it in my mind, I'm a long way from, from getting right. greenlit uh, <laughs> by any sort of stretch of the imagination, but. Okay. Um, so yeah. Well, that I'm, sounds I'm, interesting. Yeah, I, I. There's there's a million things that I that I want to do and mm-hmm. you know not enough time to do sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, it does seem like you really kind of took the the Henry Rollins, uh, Mike Patton route of, of like kind of <laughs> taking your fame and then using that to like do all the creative things you wanted to do. You know. Yeah. But after the Misfits and leaving the Misfits, I and and trying to make a, a life in music certainly. Um contributed to that as well mm-hmm. you know i mm-hmm. ne- after the misfits at least i was never signed to a uh major label or any sort of management or or anything really, really? no no management so, nothing no wow you're, I, you know I've, you're I've, all I've, DIY. I've had people, i've had i've had i've had people come in and out of my life that uh tried to be a manager but right. uh, were just just you know horrible horrible <laughs> business people just trying to take advantage of oh wow just trying to take advantage of me but uh, again everything in life is um is you know it's 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 a learning experience sure right sure i tell i tell the kids all the time you can learn so much more from your failures sometimes than you do Absolutely. from even your successes um, yeah. so i've had yeah. a you know, I've fallen down a lot. <laughs> well, you've done a like your discography and everything. It's it's pretty amazing, and your you know just your history. Um, all right, we are going to talk spirituals today on the confessional. Um, now, Michael, spirituality is uh, some 
has it always been if you're you've embraced more as you've gotten older or how, how would you say your uh what's your spiritual life like um it's the it's the you know god is is number one in my life it's number one in in my i make it number one in, in my family's life mm-hmm. uh the first dream i had in my heart was was to be a preacher when i really was, when i was very very young wow yeah yeah um what, was there just? I'm sorry, real quick. Was there ever any um, conflict, like with kind of doing the, the type of hardcore music that you've done with? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. And going through all of that, again, like you said, being in the music industry, in the just in and of of itself, um, it presents conflicts in 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 in, in one's Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, yeah, here I am this putting, you know, pouring blood all over me and, and, and using <laughs> the imagery that we do. And, right. um, so, so it, it, it creates sort of, it, it would create a, a kind of conflict, but I, I've always, for the most part, had a, a, a pretty solid relationship, um, with, with Jesus and, and, and with God, um, obviously like many others, uh, on the, on the journey, I've I've gotten lost along the way. Certainly, um, um, you know. But I I've I, I explain it like this. You know, people say, well, well, how can you be this like Jesus guy, even in the Misfits, and be this guy that loves God so much, and and be uh, part of this whole thing, and then here's the Misfits, and you're talking about murder, and you're talking about all these monsters and, and terrible things like that. And what I say is that, uh, for, for me as a Christian and for me as a communicator and, and a motivator, uh, and a musician and, and, an, and an artist, my, my journey truly is, and, and I think that my point in, in being here is, is to reach out to people, mm. um, and, and be a, a light in, in the, in the dark. Right when you come to a Michael Gray show, there's lots afterwards or even before. I'm I'm very accessible. I talk to people. I I ask your name. You, people tell me about their their lives and and their successes and their failures. It's a very very one on one thing. That human connection is tantamount to to what I do. And so through it all, and obviously it's become a clearer thing uh, as I've gotten older. I've I've understood my lot in life or my mission in life more and, and, and more. Um, but, but it's that it's, it's to be the light in, in the dark and to understand the light. Right. Uh, and, and you have to understand, understand the dark. You got to know both sides of it is, is, is what I'm, is what I'm saying. You have to understand the darkness and what comes out of that and, and evil and all of those things. And in presenting that, uh, and, and, um, and, you know, representing it even in, in, in certain aspects is important because, um, it, 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 I, I think that it, it brings people closer to, to the light when we do that sort of exercise, if you will, mm-hmm. what's most important is what's in your heart. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we have some, uh, some listener submissions here. Um, on the topic of spiritual struggles, we have uh, Will S. from Baltimore. Uh, says his biggest revelation was realizing I'm not G slash D. I decided to get sober at 26. I was a party boy, but I continued to use even after the party had ended. Prior to my time in college, I had a religious, quote, life, Catholic high school and the like. Once at university, I lost what God was to me. During the worst of my drinking, I was disconnected from myself, from my friends and family, and a higher power. I define spirituality as connectedness. When in my act of alcoholism, I lacked all spirituality. With that being said, I enjoyed control. Still do to this day. It's something I actively work on. At the outset of my step work, I had to learn that my errors were my errors. They weren't God's. I treated myself as God. I wished to control all the situations around me, including my actions and beliefs. Alcohol made this possible to deal with and slowed down my thinking. Without the booze, I soon realized there was much around me I couldn't control. Finding a God was hard work. 
It's different than the God of my childhood. Once I realized I don't have control over anything but my own self and actions, uh, i.e. I'm not anyone else's higher power, I was able to find some peace in life and explore what God truly is. Interesting. Have you ever uh, had any, any with addiction or anything like that? Thank God, no. Um, I've I've never dealt with uh, with a with a very strong opioid addiction. I've um, I've I've struggled with things in my life, just like everybody sure. else does. Mm-hmm. You know, to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I obviously I I talk I, I've talked to and I've dealt with and. I've, I've known a lot of people that have gone through great struggles. Mm-hmm, I've, mm-hmm. Go, I've gone through great struggles, um, as, as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And like I was saying, um, before I, it's, it, it's one of the, I, I love, I, I love being in the position that, that I, that I'm in to where I, I, I'm, I can bring light into a dark situation mm-hmm. for, for people like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you relate to that as far as like the, the not being God feel, you know, I feel like I hear a lot of people talk about that, that not trying to control other people and accepting other people as, you know, on their own path or whatever. Is that, yeah. uh, that's something you can relate to. Oh, I've, I've never, I mean, I don't want to say I've never had an, an ego. I, I've never been a an overly egotistical sort of mm-hmm. person. Did um, that ever? Did that? Was that ever a temptation? Like once you started, you know, you know, like you said, you went from being a, a kid in Jersey to to being a rock star. I mean, that must have done something to your ego with all those thousands of people screaming for you. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the that was the crossroads for me. The old story of the crossroads in, in Mississippi, right? That old rock Robert and roll Johnson. Story. Sure. Oh yeah. A- right. Everybody gets to, to those yeah. crossroads in, in their life uh, in, in an, in an allegorical sense. And I was there at the end of the misfits. I had to make a decision. I, like you said, I was a young man. I had a, I had a lot of money. I, 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 I had a lot of money. I was in a sure. great. I was in this awesome band. We were hanging out with people like Rob Zombie, yeah, uh, and, and Marilyn Manson, you Pete, know, guys Pete from Alice Howard Stern, Pete, yeah. Pete Steele. You know that was that was my life, and I, I could have continued with that life. There were beautiful women. There was there was power. There was fame. There were all of those things, mm-hmm. but there there wasn't peace in my heart, and there 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 was. Uh, there was pain in my soul. And so I had to, um, I had to figure out why that was. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it, it certainly was a, a, a temptation to, um, to look at the, at the choices of, of which way I could have gone. And yeah, man, it's, it's easy to get lost in those things. Sure. I'm even yeah. tempted by those things now in my life every now yeah. and again. Sure. Certainly, you know, I'm, I'm out on the road and, my name is up on things and everybody's looking at me and everybody wants to meet me. And I'm the one that's signing my, my name on things. And, um, you know, I, I get it. I, I do. I, I know my, my power and what I could do with it, but that's, but that's the point, um, of is, is knowing that and saying and, and shedding that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it says in scripture, lean not on your, your own understanding. Um, you know, and, and give it and, 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 and give it all, all to God. And, mm. and so I, and so I do, well. <laughs> at least I try. Sure. Sure. Uh, preacher when you were younger, that's, I, I yeah. didn't know that that's, that's kind of shocking. Is that start to stop? Well, you cut, you're breaking up a bit. Um, can you hear me now? Was that, uh, did you, did you actually look into that as far as, uh, did you start to study for it or was it just kind of a pipe dream you had? Um, well, I, I, I always had a, I was always looking in the Bible. I was always reading my Bible. It was always something that I, I felt in my heart and in my soul that I wanted to tell people about, um, 
about Jesus and about God and, and talk about the, the passion and talk mm-hmm. about and talk about the word and talk about truth. Mm-hmm. It was up until about, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12 that that's something that I wanted to do. And then, wow. and then as, um, and then it changed. Uh, music became like, I, I felt music so profoundly when mm-hmm. I, when I heard something, it, it, I, I felt it so profoundly. I, I can almost see um, the, the, the music, like I, 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 like I still do. And so I knew that, that, that the calling was, was different, that God still wanted me to, um, that God wanted me to do something different. Hit you. I lost you again. Oh, there you are. Oh, I lost you. Hello, 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 hello. Okay. <laughs> uh, what what was the the band or the song that did it for you as far as uh, turning you on to music that hard? Oh man, um, I don't know if there was one song that 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 did it. Uh, when I was real young, I always remember hearing music. My mother always had a radio on. There was always music playing. I grew up with my with my uncle, my, who is my my mother's little brother, so he was always playing music. You know, he played a lot of rock, and you know back then it was like Bruce, you know, Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel and sure. um, Rolling Stones. And my mom listened to the old WABC coming out of New York, and um, you know, like I remember, I forget who who. Who composed the song? It was a song. Uh, I forget who it was. Like the leader of the band. The leader of the band has died, and his eyes are growing old. Like I remember hearing that song when I was real, real young, and I was just like, "Oh my god, man, this is awesome!" And um, just anything I heard, you know, I heard a lot of. My my mom would listen to a lot of like theater music, whether it was like Grease or Jesus right. Christ Superstar. Yeah. Or, Wizard of Oz. So there was just constantly music. So, I mean, even today, it doesn't matter what genre it's from, from whatever it is. If it's a mm. good song, it's a good song. Sure. And, and I and I like it. Cool. Um, was oh, one more thing. Did, were you touched by the satanic panic as a child at all were you i was always worried that my favorite bands were satan worshipers <laughs> <laughs> and i and i didn't want to i didn't want to mess with that i I, re, I remember i remember the satanic panic of the 80s i was a little bit young i i was listening to i remember my mom um you know coming in and 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 she was very you know, would give me the hairy eyeball because Ozzy Osbourne had just right. released, um, I think it was like Ultimate Sin, uh, you know, and Twisted Sister were coming up and I love Twisted Sister. And, um, and my, bro- you know, my brother was older, so my brother listened to all the, the satanic panic bands, you know, Metallica and Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, uh, but then as, as, as I became of age in, in my teenage years, it was... You know, again, it was before Columbine, um, and it, it was it was right before the whole trench coat mafia thing was was happening. So, like, I was right in the middle of it. So, I came out of the Satanic Panic, and right before Columbine, right. Um, so it was like the you know the 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 punk skinhead into the goth, you sure. know, the goth movement, and then eventually into uh, what became grunge. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, but I, I remember, I, I remember it. I remember it all. Um, yeah, I remember Kiss came out with "God Gave Rock and Roll to You," and I said, "Okay, phew, they're not Satanists. I can listen to them." Yeah, I, I never. Uh, again, I, I never felt like I was sinning against God by listening to these things. That you know, I would look at it and 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 obviously you would you would see the imagery and go, hmm. 
But it was just reflecting back to me something that I thought was, all right, I mean, they're just reflecting back right. the, the, the demon side of things. And if we're going to believe so much in angels and, and heaven and all of those things, it, it, even in the Bible, the, the, the demonic realm and, and the evil realm is just as substantive and just as important to understand and know than the other side. You can't, you, you can't do one without the other. And that was the, the other book that, that I was working on was, was based, is about my spirituality, about my relationship with, with Christ. Because I, what we've gotten away from is, 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 is the entire picture of Christ. There's too many young people and older people, people my age that when you say Jesus to them, the first, they, they, they get the lamb side of Jesus. This, you know, and they think of the, the, you know, the guy with the snooty suit and everything is perfect and he doesn't curse and he's this perfect person and in Jesus is, and they don't get the lion side of Jesus. They don't get the side that, you know, there was, there was tens of thousands of angels at his command that, that are and still battling these demons, right. In Mm -hmm. this spiritual realm that he was beaten mercy, mercilessly, that, you know, the whole tough side of, of Christ. And that sure. when, when, when you accept some, that man as your savior. And, um, so, you know, without getting too much, uh, into the weeds that I, I wanted to take that concept and, 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 and put it in written form for, especially for young people, because I, because you don't have to go to church every Sunday to be a Christian, sure. right? You don't have to, live your life. Per- you can't live your life perfectly. You'll never mm-hmm. live your life perfectly. Yeah. You'll always make some mistakes. You'll always do, th- you'll always sin. And that's the, that's the point, man. That's, that's the point. Okay. Well said. Uh, all right. We have one coming. from. I lost you again. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry it about that. Must be your wire. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Kylie says, uh, from Corbin, Kentucky, finally coming into terms that I was an atheist. I had spent my whole life dedicating it to this deity only to finally realize that it wasn't real. The final straw was after my mom overdosed coming to terms that there was no God was lonely and difficult. But after the fact, I have never felt more free. I've also found myself more compassionate too. It was well worth the struggle, but I am bitter that I couldn't get out of it sooner. Well, polar opposite there yeah um yeah i i uh what would you say to someone like that i i would say that certainly when you when you retreat into yourself and you make yourself um as large as the whole world that you see around you and and when you when you reject a god that has created everything um i, I there's there there's a certain loneliness in in that I, that i think comes after the initial um exacerbation of, all right, I've made this decision and, and, mm. and this struggling with, with, with God and why is God doing this and why isn't he doing this? And then they just go, all right, forget it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to think of it at, at all. And I'm just going to reject God. Of course, you're going to feel better. Of course, you're, you're going to feel better by not struggling with that because that's the core struggle of our, of our humanity. But the peace comes, peace comes just like that the releasing of, of that, like that individual was talking um, about, when you understand Christ and when you understand who he is and, and what he did for that person, mm-hmm. for me, for you, for everybody, like we were the only people in the world um, individually and, and, and collectively, what, what, what lacks, in my opinion, 
and many other people's opinion are, 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 are people like me, are Christians like me, who are, like I said, who are not these, when you say a Christian, to, to most young people or a lot of people out in the world, they get a certain image. They get this certain, uh, you know, after the equal sign, they have this, this imprint in their mind of, of, of what they are, what might be expected of them if they were to accept Christ into their hearts. They don't want any part of it. Like, I get it. They look at the news and they see all the, the corruption in the Christian, in the Catholic Church, which is absolutely horrible. Again, a whole other conversation. Even the, some of the things that the Pope says is just, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's horrible what, what, what Catholicism and Christianity in, in, a lot of, in a lot of different corners of America, what it has become. But there are people like me, rock and rollers, like people that, again, I'm not, a perf- I'm not perfect, man. I'm not perfect in, in, in any sense of the word. I make mistakes all the time. Um, that's not being a Christian is not being a perfect person. And it's mm-hmm. not, it's not what a lot of people think it it is or, or should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I continue and I, I hope to lend my voice to, sure. to it all. Do you think someone like Kylie, um, who's an atheist could, can still live a righteous life? Can they, um, you know, still, still live like a Christian in some ways? Well, I think that that, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. And, and that's, yeah. And, and all that, that is, is missing is that understanding of, of, of who, of who Christ is, right? Because when you're living that way and you're doing those things and you're being loving and you're being compassionate and you're, you're, you're giving more than you're, you're taking you're being a Christian and, and, and the power of, of God is coming through you and you're being a light in the, in the darkness. And that's the, that's the point mm-hmm. that that's certainly the point. Mm-hmm. And th- there's so many people that get chased away from it because of the pressures they think that is, is put on them, but it's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's the freedom from, it's the freedom from the bonds of this world. There's so many people that struggle with addiction, drug addiction, food addiction, depression, and their psychic wounds. They're, they're wounds in, in, our, in our psyche that can only be, you know, spiritual wounds that can only be filled through spiritual things, through mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah, yeah. And it does seem like you... Um, your spirituality has always come through in your lyrics. Um, like with, with your era of the misfits, it seemed like, you know, the, the lyrics, number one, weren't nearly as nihilistic. And also it seemed like they were kind of split between either being kind of fun and Halloweeny, you know, monster movie and being spiritual. Is that accurate? That's absolutely accurate. Yeah, for sure. When I look back over the body of work, I, for example, The Shining um, comes into mind. There's a lot of there. There's a lot of allegories that that even I find now that are, are that are very much about things from from an an outside force trying to uh, trying to imprison you, right? Whether again, whether it's addiction, whether it's depression, all of these things trying to trying to capture you mm-hmm. and like Carol Ann, <laughs> right? Uh, poltergeist. She's, right. She's the, right. She's the, she's the innocence. She's the light that all these, these, these sure. people who are, or these souls that are lost are, are right, trying right. to, trying to get a hold of, to, to bring them to where they're trying to go. Have you written a song about Carol Ann yet? Sure. Have you? Nice. <laughs> Uh, while, while we're on the subject, are you, you're a big horror movie guy. Uh, no, uh, be honest with you. I'm, I'm not. Um, <laughs> when I was, I, I grew up in a, in a great time for horror movies. I'm, I'm sure. sure that, that you and I are, are not far from in apart from age. 
right? All the 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 Friday the Thirteenth oh, yeah. and and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. We just uh, had the uh, we had the Nelson actor who Crip. gave uh, Jason his first mask from Part Three on a few months ago. We, we the the we grew up in the best time for for horror. <laughs> Um, all right, we got one more confession here. This is from Christopher Russo, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. He says, I've always loved science, science fiction, and the paranormal. I've always hoped we'd find the answers to the big questions in my lifetime. Why does this eternal, effectively infinite, indestructible universe exist? What's the point? Now that I'm a bit older, I'm convinced we won't, and maybe we can't, figure these things out. We've been trying for nearly 200,000 years with no success. We haven't made any progress. Take a minute to think about all the existential questions, and they're all black boxes. We know nothing about the why of the universe. We don't know if there is a why of the universe. We haven't made it to square one yet. You'll likely say, but look what science has learned. Science is helping us with the how of the universe, but not the why. The good thing is that we've been uh, sciencing for less than a millennium, which is a really short period of time related to our history. It's the equivalent of doing a crossword on a rainy afternoon. Imagine what we'll know after a few millennia. But I won't be around to see it, and I'm going to die just as unenlightened as every other human that has ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one was pretty stuck. Um, you know, as as that, I was thinking about King Solomon. King Solomon was um, everything he touched turned to gold. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm joking. I realize this. <laughs> um. In the Bible, the story of 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 a of, of, a, of a great man who who was the smartest smartest person. He had he was the most he was the beautiful money. He had infinite information, anything he wanted. And at one point, and he says, "It's all for nothing. All of all of these. I have all of I have all of this knowledge. I have all of this wisdom." I have all of this, these riches. I, he could have anything, but it didn't bring him happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's the that and and that's the point. I think people some they get too caught up in looking for all of these answers, answers that our human minds will never be able to True. to answer. I mean, science is great. I, I trust me. I'm, I I love science. I, I, I'm a I'm a science geek. But it's easy to get bogged down in the in the why and the how of it all. I mean, even a quantum physicist, the smartest people on the planet, at some point, their knowledge and understanding of things are gonna are gonna come up to a a, a wall, and then there's right. there's nowhere to go from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, lean not on your own your 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 own understanding, but but trust in 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 God. You ha- at some point at some point. You have to say, well, I, I, I don't understand this. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand the world and and why necessarily it was put together. That's, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. easy to get caught up mm-hmm. in that and get washed away. Right. Because I was there. There were there was there was a time I was just. I ached inside for for that knowledge. I, I did. I ached inside for it. And. Um. That's a that becomes a slippery slope because that's that's I, I think that that's when the devil starts to get into your heart because that's the knowledge of good and evil. When you want all of that understanding, you want to be you want to have God's mind, and we just can't. You just can't have God's mind. And the 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 more you try to to become God's mind and and understand and operate on that level the 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 deeper the sense of of pain inside you gets right and that and that's when when um when being a a human starts to hurt real bad and and you start to question all of these things and and that's that's when satan gets a foothold man and, and and bad things can happen and I, I think I read somewhere that you went through a really bad depression. Uh, I think after you l- left the Misfits, is that true? I've de- I've dealt with depression all throughout my life. I've dealt mm, with depression and and anger, and um, I've just done a, a couple of um, interviews and, and podcasts with with friends of mine, and and 
um, specifically talking about this again because of, of what's happening with the pandemic um, and and me being open about my anger issues and, and my depression and 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 the emotional struggles that I continue with, you know, even to this day, this pandemic thing has has really drudged up mm-hmm. some things inside me that that me too. Me too. that um, you know my anger is just. I really had a hold of it and I've gone from like a level two anger, you know, to like a level seven and, yeah. and, and it's, you know, it's bad it, right. it's, and it's difficult. And it's something that I struggle with. Do you think that has anything to do with not being able to take it out on stage right it now? Absolutely. Sure. It absolutely. It, it has to do with, with, mm. with not being able to, to live my life the way that I, I was and, and, um, the frustration of looking at the news and seeing all these people and these powers, whether it's the government or on, on a, whatever it is, and, and seeing all these different forces, mm-hmm. whether it's fucking the meat industry or that has so much power over my life and more so my life, my children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 just and and just seeing all of it unfold the way that it is and and having that sense um as i've always done to be able to to feel the collective and and it hurts man and it makes me really really angry that that this is being done to us mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. being done to us this just didn't fall out of the sky right. this is this is being done to us yeah yeah look for the helpers mr rogers said i try to you know i try to like look at the positives and things like this. Um, but it's definitely, it, it really took me having to sit alone with myself all of a sudden. It really got emotional for a few days. It was difficult to face myself, but, um, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm trying to look at the positives to it. You know, I got all this time to work on things. I can write all day. Yes. I can do interviews like this. I, I want to try to set up some sort of charity thing soon. I do a charity comedy show and I want to, create an online version of that at some point. But, um, yeah, what a, what a weird trying time for everybody right now. Yeah. And, and I, I, I feel it and I, and I sense it. And so does everybody else Mm -hmm. that, that, that feeling that you have down deep inside of you, you know, that small, quiet voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of confusion and I, I, I don't have a lot of, you know, I'm not a, a, a rich person at all. I'm a month to month type person. So on, on the flip side of that, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a good, you know, I don't know if you, you'd see, I live in a very, very small nice. house. I have lots and lots of property and nice. barns back wow. there, animals and awesome. Um, and that's in Jersey. I'm in rural New York state. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the mountains in New York state. It, nice. It's still, it's still snowing up here every yeah. now and again. What, what town about? My dad grew up in upstate. I'm in New York. Preston Hollow, Preston which Hollow. is Albany. It's Albany County, right okay. out of Green County near Durham, Greenville. Yeah, I, th- I think that's around where my dad grew Saugerties. up. Actually. Durham. Okay. Cool. But I mean, so I mean, check this out. You know, you know, I I, I know that 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 COVID nineteen is is a real virus. My my mm-hmm. brother has it right now as a police officer. Oh, sorry to hear. And, and he's suffering from it. Um, he's going to be all right, though. Good, good. Um, so I understand that it's that it's that it's a real thing, and that the people who are dying from it's it's terrible. Doesn't matter if you stub your toe and die; it's a terrible thing. Sure. Um, for every one hundred thousand people that go on unemployment, mm-hmm. there is an uptick. It's 0.3% of suicides, whether it's related to uh, whatever, whether it's it's uh, death from from opiates, whether you shoot yourself, yeah. Yeah. 0.3. That's that's it's 30,000 people, mm. almost 30 million people in America filed for unemployment. Mm-hmm. So the uptick just in suicides alone from mm. people who have lost everything, who had not even mental issues, but emotional issues before sure. whatever they were struggling with. Mm-hmm. Even me, you know, and, and I, I, I have a great family. I have a great support network. 
man, when, when the bills start to pile up and the pressure, we are um, in great need of, I think, like what you're doing with these confessionals, even just the, the couple that you've, you've done for people to even just write that down and have it come out on, on your broadcast is, 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 an, is an amazing, I think, healing thing. Thank you. Um, and I just I worry so much for I worry so much for 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 everybody. I, I really mm-hmm. do. It's hard for me. I and I know it's really, really hard for for a lot of other people. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you seem to have a really big heart, Michael. And um, I'm sure, you know, you, you've been able to be there for a lot of a lot of fans and, and just people in general that are suffering right now. You know, and I'm sure that means a whole lot to them. You know, I, 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 I know how crappy I feel inside when, when, when people are crappy to me or, you know, mm-hmm. when I, when I'm sad or when I'm lost. And again, I, I've, I've gone through great tragedy in my life. I've great, great tragedy. And mm-hmm. I, I never want anybody, um, to ever feel this sadness like I do and the hurt that I do. And, and that was something um, that goes back to my childhood. I always felt that empathy. I always felt that compassion. Um, and that's been the driving force of making music and being an artist and really being me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that goes back to what we were talking about before about abandoning my 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 ego. Mm-hmm. And I'm human. I have an ego, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm naturally selfless in that way. Right. And I can't help it. If I could change change it, I'll be honest with you. If I could change it, I would, because if I was more of a selfish person, (laughs) I I, truly, man, I I really think that my life and my emotions, things would be easier for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that, I mean, certainly that must, I, I totally agree. I can relate to that completely. Um, and when I get less depressed, I find myself actually kind of being a little more selfish. You know what I mean? I, it's like the depression makes me feel like I'm, I'm just indebted to everyone. And, you know, I have to strive to, to, you know, just be like the, the most selfless person. Um, and I think there is a good way to be selfish. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. But yeah. Has that, that certainly, there must be times when that's a burden for you as far as like, you know, I, I gotta be here I got to be there for, for these fans. I got to reach out to this person, you know, oh, I didn't have time to, to message this person back. And that, you know, like that must become difficult in certain ways. True. And it, yes, a hundred percent true. And mm-hmm. one of the things that feeds into my anger, because when I'm out on the road, mm-hmm. like we were, we we're talking before the focus is on me mm-hmm. and I don't have it in me to, to be, to be a jerk to people. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm eating, whether I'm in the bathroom, whatever's happening, if somebody comes up to me and talks to me, I talk back to them. I yeah. sign stuff. I, I'm constantly giving mm-hmm. myself, constantly mm-hmm. giving myself. And then I come home. I'm responsible for four children. Um, you know, I, I, I have, and so that takes a lot. And, sure. and I, I have a toddler. I have a two-year-old. The oldest that, that I'm taking care of is 13. I have an 11-year-old. I have an eight-year-old that just ran out into the field over there. Nice. Um, You know, so it's constantly not about me, Mm -hmm. right? It's constantly Mm -hmm. not about me. So it gets to the point where, um, you know, all these things come together. I said, well, what about me? I have these these pity parties. I, you know, I'm sitting outside right now because there's so much activity in in the house that there's no room for me to do the interview. And, you know, there's problems with the studio <laughs> and the barn. We can't get the Wi-Fi out there. I had, yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's insane. So it's easy to have a pity party and say, well, yeah. what about, what about Michael? What about me? I, how does that work? No, oh, I lost you. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, there you are. As far as your support system, I mean, that's a unique position to be in, you know, like a lot of a lot of um, kind of celebrities have said there's no handbook on how to deal with all this stuff. But you have people that you're able to relate to and and talk to about these things. Uh, yeah, well, I, yes. Now, God, I've, I've been blessed. God, I, I see God's hand in my life all the way through. When I joined the Misfits, I was 20 years old. 
um, Pete Steele put his arm around me and kind of ushered me into, yeah. into the, the music industry. That's and it so was cool. people, it was people like Pete Steele. Um, it was people like Dave Brocky, people like, um, uh, even Twiggy from, from Marilyn Manson. I oh, had nice. people like that within the industry, Dave Mustaine, wow. um, that I, that I had access to, um, you know, Scott, Scott Ian, um, cool. you know, Joey Z from, from life of agony. Yeah. Yeah. These people ushered me, ushered me through this, this whole process and, and, um, and, and really helped me to keep an eye on, on who I was and, and were always, always there for me to, to always just say, Hey man, everything's going to be all right. You know, what you think about yourself is, is true and, mm-hmm. and, and it's all good. Um, awesome. so yeah, so, so, um, so I, I had people like that and, and, and then there was a hole in my life where there, there really wasn't anybody anymore. And, um, and, and then, you know, a couple of people fell in, into my, into my world. And you, as you get older, you start to see who's important and what's important and, and who isn't and what isn't important anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, this has been a great interview, Michael. I really appreciate it. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? I just encourage everybody, I mean, all your listeners, um, to reach out to, to somebody if, if you need help. I, all these interviews that I'm doing, I, I tell people I'm very easily accessible. If you are, you need anything, you need a, a positive word um, of encouragement or, or you just feel like you, you want to write or type to somebody. Wow. Um, reach out to me on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. It might take me a minute, but I, sure. I, I swear on my life, I'll, I'll get back to you. Wow. So um, you, you actively, reach you, out to me. you actively encourage people to, to write you and contact 100%. you and everything. That's awesome. 100%. That's really yep. cool. It's really inspiring, man, hearing somebody so positive and, and, um, you know, just, just with such a big heart, willing to help people and everything. So, um, thank you for, uh, for being cool, <laughs> for being a, yeah. A cool rock star. Thank um, you for for having a platform like this, so so people like me can can come on and 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 say these things and 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 do these things. And I appreciate it. You're just as important as I am. Thank you. Hey, uh, well, I'd like to think so, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> and just real quick, what's your what's your Instagram and Twitter? Officialmichaelgraves.com. Uh, I got rid of my Twitter. Um, okay. last year that's, it was just a, it was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> were you getting in political fights? It was, yeah, it was bad. It caused me, <laughs> so, many pro- it caused me so many problems. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. So I just, I, I, I remember the day I deleted it. It was so beautiful. Ah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was like walking um, so off. The best thing to do is, is go to official Everything is, everything is there. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I'm glad you're, uh, you're holding up and you're making it through this difficult time. And, and thanks for, uh, for being you. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate and you. We will talk to you next time, the confessional.